This is Pastor Jared Pollard, and you're listening to the ALC Daily Podcast. At Abundant Life Church, we believe that every person needs community that leads to encounters that causes growth. Join us as we dive into Scripture, share testimonies, and learn to become the hands and feet of Jesus in our everyday lives. For joining us for the ALC Daily Podcast, I'm Pastor Kinsey Joyner. And this is Pastor Benjamin Davis. This is Pastor Trey Rayner. Thank you guys for joining us again. We started discussing yesterday Bible wisdom, six things God hates and rescues us from, part two. Yeah, so we're going to look at the the next two of these things. Yeah, we, yesterday we got into this incredibly interesting discussion, and I, I think it, it went long because we realized people are crossing these lines more than we right. recognize, you know? Right. Yeah. And, uh, and when the Bible says God hates these things, it means he works against these things. He, yeah. he, it's not, a, it's an, Americans we think emotional hate, but it's that God makes an enemy of these behaviors. Right. Um, doesn't honor these behaviors. So, okay, let's, uh, Proverbs six eighteen. there are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. So we're on the next two. And verse 18 says, a heart that devises wicked plans and feet that make haste to run to evil. Let's just uh, tackle these two. So let's start with a heart that devises wicked plans. I think what he's describing there is the problem James says that if anyone has selfish ambition, Mm. that selfish ambition is earthly, sensual, and demonic. When he adds the word demonic in there, it's like, ooh, ooh, that's evil. Selfish ambition is demonic it's evil so it devises and the reason being is it devises wicked plans um so god hates that behavior uh and he hates that attitude what's the rescue plan (laughs) 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 um i think it's um you have to Devising wicked plans is, like you said, selfish ambition, seeking after uh, things for yourself and and basically running over people or ignoring other people for your own gain. There's the secret is that is you're identifying it is I am willing to step on you to benefit me. Right. People do that in their words mostly, but then they do it in their behaviors in subtle ways as well. So right. anytime I'm willing to step on you to benefit me, I've devised a wicked plan. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think you need to look at whenever you're doing something, do you have a backdoor agenda that you're trying to accomplish? Mm. And if there's a backdoor agenda... That's what you call manipulation. Right, exactly. Yep. And <laughs> when if you can't be straightforward on something or your intentions, then I, I have to ask you, do you have that backdoor agenda... Do you have that wicked plan behind mm. the scenes that you're trying wow. to ultimately achieve? Mm. Um, That's true. But if you can be honest about your purpose of doing something or you can have true intentionality of what you're trying to do, then you can rest in comfort and more than likely mm. you're you're not being wicked and you're you're more than likely doing the right thing. But like I said, if you have that hidden agenda, that backdoor agenda, you got to really ask yourself, is there a, a wickedness yeah. behind it? Yeah. Do you think this is culturally acceptable in American lifestyle 
that it is okay for me to step on you to uh, to step higher? Whether it's acceptable or not, people do it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it's less acceptable these days. Okay, the culture is leaning towards we don't want you stepping on us. Okay, you know people that are are gaining riches off of people's labor or right. off of people's yeah. loss. Uh-huh. People are coming out and saying, look, you're evil. Like you're building too much for yourself. Right. Um, which I don't always agree with because I feel like the people that are building something great and they're at the top of it, um, they're still giving, they're still uh, providing a value for others. Right. And they, they just so happen to be the one that started it. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, people do um, have those backdoor plans like Trey was saying um, to manipulate Mm. in a way and like you say it can start with the smallest thing it could be in one on one it could be you know in a group of people it could be with a company or business Mm -hmm. Um, people will have this this mindset of if I can use these people in a certain way then they don't realize I'm using them I'm manipulating them and I come out on top Mm. then it's okay Mm. if no one knows what's happening here then it's okay. And as long as I provide some value, mm. they won't realize that it was actually all for me. Yeah. You know, uh, one way we try to combat that at Abundant Life is we have the saying, and we try to say it often, at Abundant Life, we don't believe you build the kingdom by using people. No. You build the kingdom by building people. Right. So we're always asking, am I building this person or am I using this person? Yeah. And if we find ourselves using someone, it's time to shift and adjust and change. Correct. Um, because we believe the kingdom of God. Now, we still believe in people serving and people giving mm-hmm. and all of that. Yeah. It's that, I'm. am I building you as a person? Is, is, that, is that serving building you as a person? Is that giving building you as a person? Or am I just using you? Yeah. And if I'm just using you, I've crossed a line. And right. I've seen it both ways. Yeah, right. We've all seen it, you know, both ways. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's a slippery slope, especially in Christianity. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you feel led to to serve the kingdom and to mm-hmm. serve people once you mm-hmm. become a believer. Yeah. Um, but there are certain situations where people will use and abuse your willingness to help. Yeah. And it's no longer you, you, you're, you're giving, you're giving, you're pouring out, but they're not pouring back into you. Right. And yeah. so it's the healthy way is, yeah, you can pour yourself out, mm-hmm. but we're going to have someone that's going to pour into you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you fill back up and you don't feel used, abused mm-hmm. and empty. Yeah. Well, I mean, as a leader, when you have people who are willing to serve, you have to be so careful because you see these talents, you see these gifts, yeah. you see all these things that these, that these servants or people who are willing to serve and for the kingdom or serve you or serve whatever organization, if you will, or even business, like you see qualities in people that are just superb, you know, yeah. like you see people that have amazing gifts and talents. So all you want to do is empower them mm-hmm. to use those gifts and talents. But at some point you got to always be careful because sometimes when you are eager mm. to show that they are more than capable of using the gifts and talents. You have to make sure that you're not using it for your own yeah. selfish gain and your right. purpose and agenda. So that's why that back door, you got to make sure that thing stays closed, mm-hmm. you know? And so yeah. whenever you're up front, like when, if you have somebody who's a really strong uh, piano player, for example, you got to make sure, okay, if she or he is going to 
continue to be a pianist and is going to serve in the worship team or serve in whatever manner that looks like, you got to make sure that there's someone else who is investing mm-hmm. in that person right. to uplift them, to encourage them, yeah. um, to do more than just a, hey, I have you scheduled for this Sunday. Is that going to work? It needs to be more of a, hey, I have you this Sunday scheduled to work. And then the following day, hey, you want to go get lunch or do you want to yeah. go do this? Right. Or you want to do extracurricular things to invest into somebody. Right. That is when you're going to see the dynamic of your influence and the dynamic of them being built, yeah. not used. Right. And your motives are pure. Right. Yeah. 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 And then as, as a youth pastor, it's so... I have a I have a strong strong leadership team, and I tell them this yeah. weekly. Like, yeah. This is yeah. a strong leadership team. I'm so thankful. Quite honestly, if I got hit by a bus, I believe that this ministry would still be successful. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I believe in the team that we have. Yeah. However, I have to make sure that I am not just using them mm-hmm. to be a authority figure in front of these kids. Yeah. I need to make sure that I I. To be honest with you, I see my role as a youth pastor that, yes, I invest into the next generation. Yes, I invest into these youth and these kids. But I also feel like I have a role to invest and pour into these leaders all at the same time. Yeah. And then ultimately empower mm-hmm. these leaders to whatever gifts and talents that they have. If they want to bring it, I allow the availability right. for them to you. Yeah. That. So therefore, they're being built in their gifts and talents rather than neglected mm-hmm. in their gifts and talents. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to that's that's really great feedback. Let's move on to the next one. The Lord hates feet that make haste to run to evil. So let's let's digest that one a little bit. I no, I think there are the <laughs> obvious ones. This would be the person that is just um, they're the kind of person that's going to do harm to other people at all all the time they're they're gonna run to the wrong stuff right yeah the lord hates that let's christianize it i think because let's face it most of the people that are listening to this podcast are believers in christ so how does this one make its way into the church feet that make haste to run to evil now i've got a specific thought in my mind but i'm interested to hear your guys thoughts first Uh, feet that in in the local church where do we see this the worst I was going to say defiance. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Go into that. Yeah, I was going to say when someone (laughs) is just, I'm going to be defiant. I'm not even going to open the door. I'm not even going to allow someone to counsel me. I'm going Mm -hmm. to go the opposite direction. Even when I know it's the wrong thing, I'm going to choose to do the wrong thing just to simply stay in defiance of authority, defiance in front of leaders, defiance in front of the people of God. Just straight up defiance and saying, look, I'm going to do my own thing. You can't tell me what to do. Yeah, you can't tell me what to do. You know, I just realized you're working with youth all the time. That's why you're thinking that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess so, yeah. But, I mean, I'll tell There's you There's a reason this is I on mean, your heart. I, I still don't let up. I mean, if mm-hmm. I have a kid that's defiant on me, I will still go after them. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I'm not no, gonna I did them, too. I'm not going to give them that cushion. <laughs> I'm not going to give them that satisfaction. Yeah. And so, even when they're more defiant and more defiant, you know, I just get a little bit more into them, you know? Like, yeah. It's like, hey, no, we're not doing this. You're not mm-hmm. going to be like that. This is, like, you need to see the wrong in this. But I had a youth one time that <laughs> he just got his license and, and got his car. And so he got to drive himself to youth group. And so first order of business, there's kids standing around everywhere and he peels out on his way out of there. And I saw it 
and of course what I did. So I, I waited until I got home and I called him and I said, all right, dude, uh, I need to let you know if you ever peel out again at youth group, you'll never drive to youth group ever again. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got it. <laughs> and that yeah. was the last time he ever peeled out. Because you know, I'm like, there's a bunch of kids around, you know right. what I'm saying? Peeling yeah. out, you lose control. And you're like, somebody got to get, you know. So, uh, right. so yeah, I, I, I like that. Uh, what about you? Uh, For me, it, it comes like to personal evil. When it, whenever I've read this in the past and even still now, because like I was a pre- professional runner to mm. evil like for myself. You're into your sin. From into my sin. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I always got that. Well, God mm. hates that I'm running to evil and not to mm. Him, and mm. not to good, and so all the man. How does it feel to be rescued from that? It feels good. Yeah. 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 To, you know, uh, like I said, repentance is the the greatest gift for that. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the the body, the family of God that that surrounds you and encourages you, and then the spirit that will convict you yeah. and talk to you and you know forgive you. But yeah, that's where that's what comes to mind for me is the me running to my evil habits, mm-hmm. running to evil thoughts. Um, you know, when I was younger, for sure, starting at an early age um, into sexual sin. Um, alcohol, drugs, mm-hmm. yeah, right. lying, like yeah. Trey said, I was a liar habitually. Yeah. So that was where God, God had to pull me out of all of that. Mm. And I was already in college before I really started to look and see this mm. is wrong. This is a bad way to live. Mm. So it took some time to pull me out of it, to rescue me from it. But that, that still sticks in my mind of my feet running to evil. Don't go mm. back to the evil you cons- were consumed mm. with. Mm. I love your input. Uh, you know, the example I was thinking of is, is, and this might be the lead pastor of me, it also might be generational. But in the church, feet that make haste to run to evil are people that spread offenses mm-hmm. rapidly. Oh, yeah. And, and, and they pick up an offense and they're, hey, they make haste to spread the offense with their words. Now, what's really interesting is I'm not seeing that as prevalent in your generation, which I think is just so awesome. In my generation, this was like probably like the number one of all seven of these that people did uh, yeah. is the spreading of offenses. This is where, and, and, and the Lord says, I hate that. Um, yeah. And so regardless, um, if you're listening to this, if you find yourself in one of these behaviors, God's precious gift of repentance is for you. And if you will repent, he will rescue you from that behavior. That's right. Thank you for joining us today. At Abundant Life Church, we believe that through community in small groups and encounters with Jesus, you will have growth. Visit Abundant.us to learn more about ALC and how to join a small group. On Sundays, you can join us at 8.30 a.m. for our time prayer meeting and our services at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m.